0: Well hi everyone and welcome to Rob Evans 365. This is day number 411 and I'm out for a morning, early morning walk again this morning. I'm enjoying having a little space to get out and enjoy my morning walk so thanks for joining me today. Today is Tuesday and it's the start of a a new week. I know it's not Monday but it's the start of that new work. First first few days of the week and you know hopefully you are continuing to set yourself up for success you're focusing on moving more and doing all the things that we've spoken about over these last 10 days i want you to make sure you keep implementing because you get a great idea like i said uh, yesterday about the reading of the books you know you get some great concepts and you think, I will do this, and you either do it for a little bit, or you don't do it at all, and then you go looking for something else. I was like, but hang on, you've already found something that was working or sounded good, and you just stop doing it. And this is the the problem that we have with our our resilience and our sense of, uh i suppose hunger we need to keep being hungry in order to be successful and i know i talk about success a lot but if you want to be successful in your health and fitness then you need to listen to and do what it is that i i'm saying that you need to do because otherwise Anything less is going to give you mediocre results. You're not going to get that ultimate body, that ultimate health that you truly want. Because believe me when I say that it's, it's just there. It's not as far away as you may think it is. Even though in your mind you might be creating this great big mountain that you you need to climb and some people's mountains are smaller than and bigger than others but it's this consistency this easy implementation of baby steps every day that makes the difference you've just got to keep doing it so we've got to keep that momentum going we just have to so how do we do that how do we keep on driving forward well obviously as i've said over this last 10 days you have to keep listening every day to uh, to me you have to keep actively looking to grow yourself every single day because it won't just happen you have to set aside the time in your day to make sure you get these things done and when you do you'll start to get the results but I guess a big part of this has to come down to your mindset, doesn't it? And if you go back and listen to the very first week of podcasts, you'll hear me say about where I start everybody, about connecting with the, your why, why things are really important to you, and uh, you know, identifying very clearly uh, what it is that you, you actually want is so, so crucial because until you get to those moments, you're, you're just floundering and you have no direction. So we need to do that, but th- then in terms of your momentum, what's also important is that you've got to keep challenging yourself every day. You've got to keep pushing. You are maybe pushing yourself in a different direction, keep identifying what's an area that I need to keep challenging myself and make sure that you're doing something very specific through the day to push yourself further forward in that area because you will just fall back into that complacency situation, which takes away all your momentum. It takes away all your momentum. So, think about if you've gone to a conference before and you're all pumped up about the conference and uh, you think, wow, this is fantastic and you get all these great ideas and when the conference is over, you do nothing, you do nothing about it. It's like, you, you've just had some of the you know, the, the best experiences of your life here and you've come up with some fantastic ideas, but you're not following through, you're not implementing. Why would you do that? It's because we get lazy. We think, well, it's, that's going to require work, that's going to be hard. I fall back into doing what I was doing before because that's what I was doing before and it's nice and easy uh, so we don't want you to fall into that trap so how do you pull yourself out of that I think one of the first things you need to do is to have a an awareness about who you are what you are and what it is that you want and what it is that you're doing on a daily basis so that you can call yourself out and say hang on a second i need to be doing this not this and then shift it's a real challenge for you but ultimately the fast track to all of this is to get a coach because your coach will be able to a good coach will be able to tell you exactly what it is that you need to be doing and then put in those accountability strategies with you to make sure that you're staying on track because as humans for us to perform best we need accountability we absolutely need accountability we have to keep pushing forward and the only way that we're we're going to be able to to do that to consistently achieve that high level of performance is to have have coaching and get that accountability in place so that uh, when you do perhaps you know, you're not performing the best that you can, aren't you? Uh, you know, you're slackening off a little bit, or you need some extra guidance, and that person is there to say, okay, you're doing well or you're not doing well. Hang on, you need to pull up your socks, you need to uh, do these things. Why did you do that? Like, how did that work out for you? Okay, here are the things that I've seen that have worked really well for you. Here's what I think you need to be doing next. Let's do that. Let's check in tomorrow. Let's check in two days time, whatever it is, so that you become more laser light focused. Now, I haven't been the way that I have been all my life by any stretch, and I have, for years, floundered in certain areas, because i have like, well, maybe if I do a bit here, but then I go over and I do a bit here, and I do a bit here, and I try and do a little bit for everything, but then you find out that you kind of not really completing anything or you're not doing it in a way that is you know to the standard that you would be expecting of yourself or the result that you would be expecting from those actions it's only through like I said yesterday the reading the coaching the determination and drive to get a different outcome but the thing that has taken me there fastest has been everything that I've done over these last 12 months and that has been uh, the coaching through JT and that has been the, the biggest impact that my life has had in terms of uh, action and resolution as to the fact that I'm on the right path and what I need to do with crystal laser light focus, laser light focus. And otherwise, I'd still be floundering now. and Think, oh well, if I just do this, then I'll be okay. But I chose a different path because I was sick and tired of being uh, mediocre. And I thought I'm not. I'm just not going to do that anymore. And that has, when a life has changed over this last last 12 months for me. And like from here on, I think for me it's a two-year plan from here uh, as to. You know What's going to be happening for me over the next two years in terms of I think the explosion of the business? Uh, there's going to be a bunch of things that happen within 12 months uh, but You know the the big launch of the book isn't going to be until uh, May in bookstores in the US next year and that's when I think things will will certainly change uh, for me so i'm uh, excited uh, about all the work that needs to take place in between now and then uh, but uh, my my point for me is making sure that every day that i keep i keep identifying those things that i need to do not just doing the things that or not doing things or doing the things that are easy to do but doing what's right and that's not always easy to identify i don't by any stretch of the imagination get it right all the time Uh, but i think i'm getting better now i know that i'm i'm very different to most people that just tend to you know dawdle on through life and uh, don't put themselves in those positions of okay so how do i challenge myself today how do i move this aspect of my life forward because let's face it, most of you out there listening to this are working for someone else. And when often when you're working for someone else, you don't necessarily have that, that drive and commitment because you, you're working for a paycheck. Uh, you're, you're driving someone else's dream. Or that be the owner, another owner or shareholders or, or whatever. You're not, you're not working for your, yourself as such. Now some people, I find that still... Just as satisfying loving to build someone else's dream because the last thing they want to do is Have to go through all the hassle of running a business because it's damn hard and a lot of people just don't want to do that But they would love to be a key part of someone else's team to make their business grow and be successful and just be Remunerated accordingly by wage commission or whatever it is Um, It's it's different for me because I'm I'm running my whole business, and uh, when you've got full responsibility, it's got all the risk and all the reward. It's just that people normally want all the reward without the risk, and unfortunately, that's not life, is it? If you if you want to get a bigger reward, then you have to take more risk in order to do that. It doesn't just magically happen for you. And I I think because people in general, and going to their jobs and just expecting to pick up a paycheck and whether they turn up or not, they're still going to get that paycheck because of their sick leave and annual leave and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think that has a a big impact on our performance, on generalising here. So I'm sure there's a bunch of you out there that are very dedicated and driven to the roles that you want, but the statistics are fairly clear that like in our country here, it's something like 78 to 80 odd percent of people that go to work each day hate their job. Uh, they they just hate their job. Most heart attacks, I believe, happen on a Monday, as people are heading back towards, you know, to the jobs that they don't like, that don't serve them, are unfulfilling. Oh, that's not that's not even surviving. That's uh, a terrible way to be be living. <clears throat> Pardon me, but that's where most people do tend to live. So uh, don't be like that don't you be like that and what what's important is you know in this job that you're in i so I'll give you an example I used to work with uh, uh, a guy uh, one of my my previous jobs and uh, uh, Rob was his name G'day Rob if you're listening and when he first uh, joined the team he uh, was very much into uh, the IT side of, uh, like, websites and um, he, that kind of thing. And um, he was in a role, like, he came to my role where we were looking to use those skills to to build some platforms and stuff to help support the, uh, the contact centre staff and, and so forth. He did a, in the end, he did a, a solid job with it. But I said to him uh, a number of times that, you know, this may not be the role for him it may not be his dream job he he knew that he'd like to move into working with more websites and stuff and I said well have you gone to have a chat with the the general manager that looks after uh, the website for the company it was a big company and uh, he said no I said well that's what you need to do start having those conversations and you just never know what can happen but I said what you need to do is realize that you're going to go through life and you're going to have a range of different roles and each role you get may not be that dream job and there are going to be some times where you don't know what it is that you want to be doing longer term just like I didn't and you don't you don't know whether this is where you want to be putting all your energy because you think oh well I don't really think i like this i i want to do something else i always seem to be looking on the the other side of the fence where the grass is greener what can i be doing instead of this as opposed to what can i do in this is what i said to him what can you do in this role to absolutely maximize everything you can out of this role putting everything into this role and just seeing where it takes you because you just never know where the next opportunity can come from. And in the organization we were working with, I said, the, the general manager we had at the time, uh, was a brilliant man, and he doesn't work at the company anymore, but he's a brilliant man. And I said, look, you, you make a really good impression on me. You make a really good impression on uh, the, the GM. And if there are an, is another opportunity that he becomes aware of or I become aware of that comes up, who that we think you're suitable for, who do you think we're going to be talking to this person about and talking to you about? I mean, I'm always of the opinion that, uh, you know, I've ha- always had sort of small, medium sized teams uh, that have worked with me and I said, look, I am very realistic when it comes to staffing. And, I always say to people that look, chances are statistics would say that we might be working together for maybe two to three years, maybe more, depending on the age of the person, but generally two to three years before you're gonna move on to somewhere else, or I'm gonna move on to somewhere else. At the time I was moving on about every oh probably about four years or so I was finding that I was needing a, a new challenge. And I said to him What you need to to realize is that if you put everything into this, you just don't know when that next opportunity can come. But if you slack off, if you only give a 50, 60, 70% effort in this job because it's not really where you want to be long term, you will probably remain in this role for a whole bunch longer than you expect to because... You haven't been performing uh when it comes to you know moving internally you're going to be finding that you'll be overlooked by somebody else who is a high performer the job market is very competitive these days so you can give yourself an edge by you know learning uh, listening to my coaching and putting in a hundred percent effort and just making a slight, slight switch in your mind. and I worked with both, uh, both my, my last team uh, on this one specifically because they didn't like me. They didn't like the fact that I came in to shake up their world and uh, they wanted to basically slack off and, and just have an easy road because that's the road that their previous manager had given them. And I said, well, that's not me. And in order for us to change that, you need to change... Uh, you're thinking, we need to change the culture of this team. So I said to them, the slight shift that I need you to make is that when you come to work every day, you've got a choice. You can choose to come into work and be really, really unhappy and grumpy and ungrateful for the fact that you've been put into a team that you, you don't like your manager, you don't like the... The work that you're doing you don't like the the prospect of the the potential change that's coming your way or you can come into work each day and leave that at the front door and say do you know what yes this may not be everything that i want it to be right now but i'm going to give it my all and just see what opportunities come because I know that I can really have fun at work I can enjoy this role and I don't know what I don't know I don't know all the things that I can be learning because I don't know what they are yet so there is opportunity here and I need to be open to receiving that now that's a completely different mindset isn't it so I worked on both my team at the time and uh, the transformation, it didn't happen overnight by any stretch, uh, but the transformation that took place in the two of them, I think they would still be grateful for this day. Because the enjoyment that they then started to get out of their roles was uh, really amazing. And so pleasing for me to see that people could make that, that um, you know, mind shift to say, Do you know what? He's right. I need to look at this differently. I remember Rob saying to me that he took that home with him, and it had a, a different impact on his relationship and so forth because he was a, you know, sort of quick to to lose his cool and stuff. And uh, I think it had a, a dramatic impact on him. And so I, my point in telling you all that is that same for you in your job. You don't know where one thing could lead to another. You just don't know. And if I use my career as an example, so I, I left uh, my hometown of Bendigo back in 1990 to come to Melbourne to work for Coopers & Lybrand, which is now Coopers. And what I wanted to do was become a chartered accountant, get plenty of experience and move back to Bendigo and live happily ever after back in Bendigo. Now, I was um, down here and I was, I was doing my chartered accounting and I thought, I don't want to be a chartered accountant. Once I became one, although I wasn't a fully one, I, was, I had about a module or two to go and I thought, I just don't enjoy this culture. Probably heard me talk about this before and I decided that that wasn't for me. So I then said, okay, where to now? I need to get out into industry. What's the easiest way for me to get out in the industry? I didn't want to stay working as an accountant. The clients that I had audited, uh, they were, you know, qualified accounts, even chartered accountants that then became CEOs and that kind of thing. And I thought, you know what, I want to get into, maybe not necessarily a CEO role, but I want to get into like a 2IC role, something like that, uh, was what I had was thinking at the time. So I found... Uh, a job within Telstra, which is a telecommunications company here, probably the biggest company in Australia at the time, and um, I, I worked in the statutory County area there. And doing a job that was absolutely boring as bat poo, it was horrible. But, there were certain aspects of it that I enjoyed. And I thought, you know what, there are other opportunities, once I get in the door, there will be other opportunities in here. But the reality of it was, it was in the city, it was taking a huge chunk out of my day. It was an hour and a half to, to two hours of travel each way, uh, each day, and it was wearing away at me. So I thought, that's just, it's not for me uh, long term. And they were overpaying, oh, they were paying me the right amount, but they were paying too much for that role. And they were having me in that role do of way too junior work and um, you know i'd spoken to the managers about it there was only so much that they could do and so in the end i just by chance an opportunity came up uh, to work at racv and i went from statutory accounting to racv i was working in their internal audit division and i was in there for about four and a half years Uh, that was probably the first time in my working life where i was working with a guy called roger and that was where my i found my knowledge um, certainly for audits and just the general risk analysis and so forth really took a dramatic step up and for the first time i felt confident in in what it was that i was doing so i was very thankful uh, to him for that but over a period of time i just found that i wasn't enjoying the culture of the team and uh the, all the work and we're starting to go in into state travel a, a fair bit and I wasn't really enjoying that either uh, because it was just interfering with you know my training and stuff. I was in a different place back then, uh, so I didn't didn't have all the tools that I have now to do it in a smarter sort of way. And I I ended up moving internally and Roger helped me get another position or moved to a project area. And again, each time I was seeing these as opportunities to go to that next next level i didn't the trouble was i didn't know exactly what it was that i wanted to do but i would always put in what i considered hundred uh, percent because i just never knew where that could happen uh, you know that learning or opportunity could happen and so i went into this project area and we did a few different projects like the gst project man that was a long time ago the implementation of gst in the country and and in our company um, so that was a, an exciting time and then we had the year 2000 project uh, which I was involved with that and then we had a, a we had a new MD managing director come into the company and uh, they wanted to like any new MD that comes in they do a, a restructure and all that kind of stuff and we had to slash i don't know something like 50 million out of the, uh, the savings out of the cost of the company so um, I was on that, that project team and we were all looking at a couple of different business units and some of the proudest piece of work that I've ever done uh, because we were given the directive to basically uh, you know, get rid of this division of a company and the Dan and I, the, my partner that were working on it, we lo- you know, did all the analysis and everything, spoke to management and everything and we said, Do you know what? We think we can make some changes here to make this really work. And what was good for me was about saving the people's jobs and making something uh, really profitable. And we were able to do that. And we, I won't go through all the details, but it's a, it was an exciting, exciting and stressful time. Uh, but uh, basically, that company uh, it still exists today within the organisation because of that work that Dan and I did. And the fact that I stood in front of the executive general manager and I said to him that if this was my money, I would do this. And at the time, unfortunately, Dan, my partner, changed overnight and before the presentation and said, I wouldn't. And I'm like, Dan, what are you doing? I said, we disagree. He said, yeah, I really looked at it. I wouldn't do it. I'm like, oh, man. And I said, um, John was the name of the EGM, and I said, John, I said, this is the right thing to do. I said, I would absolutely do it if it was my money. And he thanked us both, and he went off to the presentation, and he came back, and he ended up voting to keep keep the, the business and presented the case on that basis of... Uh, I guess my emotional, um, passionate plea to him to do the right thing, and he did. And that was the first time that I've probably done something like that, and it's had such a you know a big impact. And uh, like for the record, Dan was you know very pleased with the outcome as well. And uh, that company still exists today. And uh, uh, you know, my, my philosophy was, I'm just going to put everything into this. This seems to be the right thing to do. I didn't know where it was going uh, to en- en- enter me up in a, in a role. And in fact, while we were going through this restructure process, the department that I was previously in while I was on this project was scrapped. And I knew that. So I knew that once this project end, ended, I was going to go into a redeployment pool uh, where they would hopefully look to find me some, somewhere else, but I also knew that these bigger organisations aren't great at doing that and you've got to make your own, own success, don't you? So what I did was I said, right, I'm going to go to one of these companies, or sorry, I say companies, but a business unit uh, that was in the company that has been struggling that we could see through the review and offer to help them. So once the project finished, I went to them and said, look, I'm in the redeployment pool, you guys need some help. I've got some skills here where you can really benefit from. Let me help you. And so I got a six months' agreement in there. Then they extended it for another six months. And uh, then a role came up in this particular uh, uh, business unit. It was home security, and I applied for it. So obviously in a, a good position because I'd been working in there for the last I don't know six nine months. And, but it was a new external uh, general manager in there and uh, yeah, I had to d- really jump through some, some hoops but I did end up getting the position and again, that, that was for the first time that I was in an operational role away from being labelled as an internal auditor or uh, d- you know, just a project person. So that was a very big step for me and uh, once again. Was I going to stay there forever? I didn't know, uh, but it was about getting more experience. And again, after about three years or so, uh, I was looking to to have some further change and I wanted to work with uh, you know, another general manager. And uh, another opportunity came up and uh, I applied for that and this was the first time I've ever had to do a series of tests like this. there were three different tests that were all timed locked away in your room and stuff and uh, then you know then they assessed the the results of those and then it was an interview and uh, Rod was the the general manager at the time Um, probably the most innovative person I've ever worked with great man and he sat down with me at the interview uh, when I got the interview and he said Rob he said your your results for those tests we gave you were phenomenal he said you by far outscored everybody else and i think part of that was to do with my my project skills but also my risk management skills uh, that i had developed uh, through um, years of internal audit and working with roger and uh, the most i got the job and it was the most satisfying role i've ever had it was really Really fantastic, I really loved it. Uh, but yet again, I knew that because the, the biggest part about the job that I enjoyed was working with Rod. And uh, you know, working with the team, to, shaping a team and stuff. And it was a smaller team than I was used to, which was like 10 to 12 previously. And um, uh, like I, I enjoyed the challenge that we had and we did some fantastic work, work there. But again, it wasn't something that was thriving me. And I made the move from there to do what I'm doing now. But my point was, all the way along, I put 100% effort in because I just never knew what was that next thing. And I think when you lead your life like that, you're always putting in that 100% effort. And I'd say, oh well, I'll put 100% effort in when I find that dream job. Um, I'm sorry to tell you this, but if you're not putting hundred percent effort in now when you get to that dream job Or one you may never find that dream job or when you do get there. You're gonna find that you have adopted such a a mediocre work ethic where you're only putting in 70 75 percent or so and It's not going to show up in the way that you think it will or thought it would uh, Because of the way that you've been You know conducting yourself it, it does show up it reveals the true person that you are and life is short right so you don't want to be living life on someone else's terms and always hoping for that next thing that's a bit like saying well when I make all this money I'm gonna retire and do all these things or when I win Tats Lotto I will do this well as I said the other day Your chance of winning Tats Lotto is so remote that it's just not going to happen to you, okay? So you've got to create your own success, create your own economy. They talk about, I heard the other day about a recession uh, on the cards uh, coming for Australia and probably the world, I mean the way the world works these days, if it's a a like the GFC back in, what was that, 2008 or something, uh, you know, it's coming, coming again they reckon. It's like, well, I'm not seeing it in my business because I'm aiming to create my own economy. Okay, so I'm creating, I'm creating products and services that people want. So it doesn't matter what's going on around because I'm creating my own economy for this. And that's what you need to be doing too. You know, That dream job is not just going to come out and get, you, get to you. So how do you, what do you do to improve yourself? Well, you read books, you get the coaching, you grow, you don't have to go out and do the uni degree, you just keep working on yourself, developing new skills, developing communication skills, your problem solving skills, the areas of expertise that you want to really drive. And you just keep doing that every day. You keep driving yourself, getting those skills every day, so that when the opportunity does come, you take it with both hands because it's there, and you're ready, and you're hungry. The challenge for you is that momentum has to come from within you. You can't expect to go online and buy something, and boom, there it is. There it is. It doesn't work that way. You've got to make your own success. Getting your coaching is going to be your fastest way to get you there, but it's up to you. And uh, I love this. I heard this from JT the first time I met him. And people say, you know, oh well, it just wasn't meant to be." You know, if something doesn't happen, oh well, that wasn't just wasn't meant to be. Now that's mediocrity seeking in. Um, seeping into you to say that, well, I'm just going to accept a lower standard, and you know, use that to justify why I am where I am. What JT says is, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And that's so true, that's so true. You really want something, you've got to make it happen, and you've got to shift all the obstacles that are in your way until you can make that happen, until you can get it done. My book's taken me about 10 years from, yeah, it seems like a good idea, down to a, a time frame of 12 weeks where I said, this is happening now. I'm going to do this now. Not by 31 December 2019, which is what I said uh, probably in January last year. I said no. I'm going to do this in this 12 week time frame, no matter what, I'm just going to get it done and that's, that's what I did and that's what creates the focus, that's what creates the momentum, and that's how you get the outcomes, that's how you start to move your life forward. The trouble is people are just inching their life forward a tiny, tiny little bit every few years or They're just not at all. They're just spinning their wheels. They're in the one spot just going round and round either in circles on the one spot and uh, not getting any closer to where it is that they want to be. What's the point in that? I don't want to live like that. That's why I changed career. That's why I decided to make a a massive move, shift out of a... fixed wage paying job that was a high income move out of that comfort zone into a a dramatically different financial position for the first six months because I knew that this is what was going to see me out for the rest of my life this is where I was going to get the hunger and drive to change my life and take it to a level that I never dreamt possible that's why I did it. You've got uh, the ability to do this just as much as I do. The only thing you need to do is just decide. I've just got to pop this on hold for a second because I've been out walking and I am now busting for the toilet so I've got to have a pit stop. Hold on. Well, that's better. So I think the, there's a summary here of what it is that you need to, to be doing to keep that momentum moving forward. First of all, you have to have a hunger. You've got to have a hunger to want to change your life. Now this is a, a basically a, a health podcast, but as I keep saying, your health touches all areas of your life and you can apply everything that I'm saying to your health, but you can also apply it to your entire life, but you've got to have a hunger for change. You've got to have a hunger to make yourself physically better. You've got to have a hunger to make your mindset better, to be a better person on all levels of your life. You've got to work every day, plan and work, schedule, implement what it is, that you want to get better at. You have to keep doing that. You have to keep putting in 100% effort at your job, even if you don't like it. Now, if you're in a business and you're not liking it, then you've got some serious questions to be asking yourself about uh, whether that's the type of work that you want to be doing. But if you're in a job and you just don't know how things are going to get to one spot to another, Let's look at this example. I mean, my girls, uh, when they're old enough, I absolutely want them to uh, be getting jobs for a couple of reasons. One, so that they know what it's like to have that discipline of working. Also, the reward of you put in effort, you get paid. Uh, But also to make sure that they are are getting, uh, know what it's like to report to people. Uh, know what it's like to take responsibility, to take action, to make decisions and have an influence over our delivery of services. I think that's really important. Now, when people first uh, start doing that, let's just say, I've heard many people talk about the, uh, the, um, like the leadership program that McDonald's run, for instance, uh, and how good it is. So I actually have a client, that works part-time in McDonald's and would uh, dispute that. And maybe it comes down to the individual franchisee uh, that, um, that's running it as to how that, that training goes. But from what I have been led to understand is it's world-class uh, training. And wouldn't you love to give your kids a world-class uh, team leadership uh, experience so that they can I then take that into you know their next role now when people start out by working at mcdonald's or you know i've finished my accounting degree and i spent the first two weeks pulling out staples at our share registry office, and, and um it was back in the day where things were microfilm it's like holy crap man i went to uni for three years for this i mean did i expect to stay there no do you expect to stay in McDonald's most likely no unless maybe you want to build up to maybe owning one one day and having some influence over over changing people's eating behaviors and putting in a healthier menu and stuff but anyway uh, the point is that you you go into something you don't necessarily go into it uh, with the prospect of knowing that I'm gonna be doing this for the rest of my life you do it because you know that okay I'm gonna do this for a period of time but then I'm going to uh, move on to that next thing for me or whatever that is, but you only get there you only get the promotions within if you seem to be putting in 100% effort. Put yourself in the shoes of your manager and say, okay, if I'm considering somebody for a promotion, uh, then who am I going to be looking for? You want somebody that is doing all the right things and is passionate about what they're doing, they're enthusiastic, they're encouraging people. And everybody would like to be rewarded that way, but you only get rewarded when you put in the effort. So that's the person that you would look for if you were a manager. So then just run that same scrutiny over yourself. Are you doing that right now? Are you giving the best version of yourself right now? Because I would be prepared to say that no, you're not. You can do better and be grateful for the fact that you have employment if you do and you're listening to this be grateful for that and work hard in the role that you have while you're there so that you can help build someone else's business and and do that for them and you just watch whether you believe it or not whether it's work ethic or uh karma whatever but if you go through life and you're always doing the right thing by people putting out good things then that will find its way to come back to you somehow it just does but if you're trying to cheat the system and you know lie and cheat your way through then you you're in for a life full of pain it's just not going to work out well for you so Do the right thing, put in 100% effort and on the side, if you like, after hours, at lunch breaks, all that kind of stuff, in the morning, if you're traveling, you're learning, you're getting expertise in the areas that you want to become an expert in and you just, you just keep doing it. So, um, stop taking the excuses of, I'm too tired, I don't have time, make time, this is your life. Just make time. That's how you create the momentum. And remember, most people aren't doing this. Most people are going to work, coming home, watching TV. I'm simplifying a few steps in between that, but you know what I mean. That's people's lives. They work, they come home, that's it. It's rare for people to work, come home, and work on themselves. Or work on that dream. or Go to work, working on themselves, work, have a break, work on themselves, work, come home working on themselves, get home, work on themselves later in the night time, and keep doing that until they get what it is that they want. Most people won't do that. It sounds hard, doesn't it? But success is hard, otherwise everybody would have it. So that is where we're going to finish today. Create your own momentum. Have that hunger for success. That hunger to get better. Consistently be hungry. Consistently schedule what it is that you need to be doing. Put it in your calendar. Schedule, I need to be doing reading here, here and here. Put some in every day, even if it's for 10 minutes. 10 minutes before you go to bed. 10 minutes when you get up in the morning. Whatever it is, but at least 10 minutes so that you can keep working on your dream Stay hungry stay focused and you will reap all the rewards That's me out for today. I'll see you tomorrow